Good morning, everyone. And uh, a very happy Christmas uh, to one and all. Lovely to see so many of you along this morning. I think you're continuing a trend because prior to the pandemic, numbers were beginning to tail off a wee bit at Christmas services. But I think at every Christmas service we've done this year, we've had more people than we've had for ages. So it's really lovely to see you out and uh, a very happy Christmas to, to all of you. We're going to begin our worship this morning in one of the great hymns of this time of year. Oh, come all ye faithful. Let's worship God together.
Let's join our hearts together in prayer now. Let's pray. Father, we bless you that after all the waiting and watching and planning and preparing, today has finally come. We ask you to bless this day to us in the fun of opening presents and enjoying good food and drink together, and in the moments of quieter reflection that we steal in the privacy of our own hearts and minds. Bless us with a sense of your presence in and through it all, in the company of those we love, in the joy of gifts given and received, in the chaos of paper-strewn living rooms and bubbling pots and pans in the kitchen. Be as real for us this day as you were in the midst of that messy fire in Bethlehem. Come to us as we are, in the midst of all that today holds, and quicken our hearts with the realisation that you are with us and always will be. So hear our prayers which we offer in the spirit of your Son, and in his name we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, boys and girls, looking at the front of the church, what's the one thing we've not done yet? What should we be doing on Christmas morning? Carl? Light the candles. Light the candles, correct. And that's what we're going to do. So Jim and Brenda are going to come up now, and we're going to light the candles together. And as we do that, we're going to sing the little song that we've been building up each Sunday in Advent. So it's called Light a Candle in a Darkened Place.
Okay, well, this is the bit of the service where we'd love to see some of your presence. So, boys and girls of any age, young or old, if you've got something you want to show us, why don't you bring it up to the front? If you've brought a present with you today, you can come and show us what you've got. Excellent. Right, let's move along this way, guys, a wee bit. Okay, just to, oh, good, Marcus is coming too. Good, Marcus. That's brilliant. Good. Anyone else? Okay, that's great. So, excellent. So, Carl, what have you got here? This Lego set. You've got a Lego set. And what are you making with this Lego set? Uh, Aston Martin and another car. And Aston Martin and another car. Now, tell me the truth here. Did Dad buy this present? Because I think this might be more about Dad than it is about Carl. That's it. That looks fantastic. That looks I was looking on Facebook the other day. I don't know what my search history has been, but it popped up like car adventure days. And you can actually drive a real James Bond Aston Martin. It's only 150 quid. That's a hint to my family. <laughs> Maybe for next Christmas, okay? It looked very exciting. That's wonderful. You'll have a lot of fun with that. Brilliant. Emily, what have you brought? A doll. You brought a lovely doll. This is a new dolly. And does she have a name? Lily. Lily. And why did you call her Lily? Did you have reasons to call her Lily? It's just because in the box it said her name is Lily. So her name's already Lily. Okay, you didn't get to choose that. If you could have chosen a name, you would probably have chosen Lily because that's a nice name. And does this dolly do anything special that you need looking after? Yeah, she can crawl by herself and you just need to help her. So she can actually crawl and you can help her. Does she need change and stuff? Do you get to feed her? Uh, nah. Nah, she just comes with a diaper. She comes with a diaper that doesn't need change. That's the best kind of baby, if you ask me. That's, that's wonderful. And of course, baby Jesus didn't need change at all because he was a perfect baby. Never cried, never needed changed. Think again. Right, Marcus, you've brought... Is this Lego too? Is this... Yeah, oh, fantastic. So what's this? It's Speed Champion. Speed Champion Lego car. And what's this bit? This is just a trailer. That's a trailer to go with it. And did you build that this morning? N no. No, did someone build it for you? You built it by yourself. Good for you. So are you keen on Lego? You enjoy Lego? That is wonderful. And you've even got a wee person in there to drive it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Give the kids a big round of applause. Thank you for showing us your prezzies. Now, before you go, I want to show you a prezzy. But this is a prezzy I bought for myself. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Da -da -da -da. Right. Okay. Now, if I give you the microphone, can you read this, Carl? Can you tell us what this is? Put your present down and take the mic and tell us. Can you read my T-shirt? Jesus, wonderful. Hold <laughs> <laughs> that about here, right? Counselor. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Light of the World, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us, I am. Excellent, well done. Thank you. Very good. You can go and have a seat. Yeah, no, I saw this on the net a wee while ago and I really fancied it for Christmas. So, because we are going to be talking a wee bit about Christmas trees later, but we'll get there in a moment before we're going to sing another song. And it's uh, Love Came Down at Christmas.
So here's a wee question for you today. When do you think we started bringing trees or foliage into our houses around this time of year? Anybody, anybody like to guess or even which, which culture started all of this? Right, Lena thinks she knows. Big, in the Victorians, we're close but no cigar. We have to go quite a bit further back in history. Can you think of anyone else way back in history who maybe started to bring trees into the house? Any ideas? Carl? The Romans, excellent, we're getting further back. You're still not quite back far enough, but that's a really good guess. The who? The ancient Irish. It goes, well, according to my research, it goes right back to the Egyptians. The Egyptians would bring in um, palm leaves into their house to kind of to, to brighten them up and to create some nice greenery in the home. So it started with the Egyptians. Then it moved to uh, Italy, and the Romans had a festival called Saturnalia at this time of year, and they would decorate their house with trees, and they would light them up, and that was a big part of their festivities and celebrations. And then it caught on in Northern Europe, where it gets dark at three o'clock in the afternoon, and people needed a wee bit of something bright and cheery in the house to kind of keep them going through winter time, and to remember that winter wasn't going to last forever, and spring would eventually come. So in the northern Europe, they, they started to bring in fir trees, and that's where we get our tradition of fir trees from. But in the UK, and this was, I think it was Lena was right, in the UK became popularised during the reign of Queen Victoria. And Prince Albert had German ancestry. He was keen to introduce some German customs into the royal household at Christmas time. And this particular tradition of the Christmas tree really took off. And this illustration you can see in the screen was published in 1848 in the Illustrated London News. And this is the royal family gathered around their Christmas tree. And once everybody saw that, they thought, we want one of those. That looks really good. And so it really started to take off uh, within our country. So that's how it all began, this tradition of bringing Christmas trees into our homes. And we've got three trees up this year, two more than normal, and everybody's saying how nice it is. So well done, Pat. It really does look beautiful. And then we've got, yeah, we've got this little tree behind us that's kind of, kind of reminding us about the people that we've lost over the last year. And people can hang on a little ticket with the name of someone that they love and that they miss. And people have been using that over the last... This is our fantastic Christmas tree. We've got a little one too. And I was telling stories to the kids in that rocking chair at Chris Stingle. So we've got our three trees. And the eagle-eyed amongst you might have noticed that in the little um, umbrella bits at the bottom of the pews, there are lots of little baubles. Now, those aren't just for decoration. They're symbolic. And the symbolic of the seeds that grow into trees, and that picks up on the theme that the Guild are following uh, for a few years, which is about wee seeds, big trees. Initiatives with small beginnings can grow to have a big influence. So there's lots of a kind of tree theme, and of course we've got the trees down the, the, the windows, and we've got the, the trees out at the front and the vestibule as well, so that's very much been a theme this Christmas. And I wanted, with that in mind, just to tell you a wee story this morning, nothing too heavy, uh, but it's a wee story about trees. Next slide, Ross, thank you. Yeah. So long ago and far away, three trees stood on a hillside overlooking a coastal town. And each had great hopes of what it would be when fully grown. The first tree wanted to be used to make a beautiful treasure chest. 
The chest would be decorated with bright golden hinges and it would be polished to a shiny finish. Inside it wanted to hold extraordinary riches, precious gems, all the colours of the rainbow and coins and jewellery made from the finest gold and silver. The second tree hoped that it would be made into a fine sailing ship. The ship would sail the high seas and it would travel to far and exotic places. The passengers on the ship would be kings and soldiers and statesmen who would marvel at the beauty of the ship and the smooth and safe voyages that it gave them. And the third tree said that it didn't want to be cut down and used by humans for any of their needs. It wanted to be left standing because of its beauty and its strength. People would look at the reach of this great tree and its branches and they would think of God and all his glory as they gazed upwards to the sky. Then one day, three men with axes came to the hill where the tree stood tall and full and each tree in turn was cut down. Now the first tree that had dreamed of being a beautiful treasure chest was made into a rough animal's feeding trough. It was sold to a farmer who used it in his cave where he kept and fed his animals. And the animals of the farm ate the hay that lay in that manger until one night a young woman and her husband came to the cave looking for shelter themselves and for their newborn baby. For one night only, that manger became a crib. And it was at that moment that the tree knew that it was holding the greatest treasure in the world, God's gift to humankind. Sometime later, the second tree was made into a small fishing boat. Its dreams of becoming a great sailing ship were gone. Now it carried fishermen and the smelly fish that they caught each day in a small lake. It was a far from glorious life. But suddenly one day a great storm arose and waves started to rock the boat back and forwards as it tried to steady itself from being wrecked. The man who led the others in the boat had no fear though. He stood up and raised his hand and said, Peace! And as quickly as the storm had come up, it went away again and all was calm around them. And at that moment, the second tree knew that it carried a man greater than any worldly king or soldier or statesman. And when he was on board, all would be well. Now, the third tree spent years in a lumber yard until one Friday morning, it was yanked out of the pile of lumber it had lain in. It was made into a cross and put on the shoulders of a tired man who'd been badly beaten. The man was forced to carry the cross to a mountaintop and there it was planted into the ground. The man had been put upon the cross and his hands and feet nailed to it. The tree shuddered with fear and sorrow as it felt the man's pain and it was filled with sorrow at what it had become a part of. It had hoped for glory, but now all it knew was shame. But on the third day, that same man rose from the dead, and God's love changed everything that had gone before and everything that was still to come. 
And the tree became a symbol of that change. And so in the end, each tree had its dreams fulfilled, though not in the ways that they'd expected. God's love made the first tree to hold a great treasure. It made the second tree strong and steady in the storms. And each time people looked up at the third tree, they were reminded of the immeasurable love and humility of God. Story of the three trees. Boys and girls, it seems like no time at all, I know it's hard to believe, but it seems like no time at all since I was your age and was tiptoeing down the stairs on Christmas morning and longing for that first look under the tree to see if my dreams would come true. Time goes so fast. And I can tell you now, although it doesn't seem it, it is going to be exactly the same for you. Time will go fast for you. In 10 years' time, some of you will be finishing school or starting uni or college or going into the world of work. In 20 years' time, you might even be here with your own family. In 50 years' time, you might be bringing your grandchildren along to the Christmas morning service at Mulhelvy Church. And I can tell you one thing, it won't be me who's taken that service. <laughs> Time goes so fast. I wonder what's going to become of you. I wonder how your lives are going to turn out. In a way, we are all like those trees, aren't we? Who knows what we're going to become? We all have hopes and dreams for our lives, and these are good things. And some of them will come true, and probably some of them might not come true. But this one thing I do know if we give our lives into God's hands, he will make something worthwhile of them, even if it's different from what we first thought it might be. Mary and Joseph are just two of the long list of people in the Bible and beyond it who have found that to be absolutely true. If we give our lives to God, he will make something worthwhile of them. We may not know what the future holds, but if we hold to Jesus, we need to remember that he holds the future and our lives are safe and well in his hands. Amen. We're going to just take a moment now to make our prayers for others today. So let's pray together. Lord, we pause for a few moments to think now about what Christmas means. The celebration and the sadness, the thankfulness, and sometimes the pain. We give thanks for the many gifts and presents that we give and receive. And we remember the people who haven't enough money to buy the same kind of things. We give thanks for the warmth and the bright lights and the Christmas trees in our homes. And we remember those who have nowhere to, to call home this Christmas and, and don't feel safe. We give thanks for the times that we have together with friends and family. And we remember those who are lonely 
or spending Christmas alone or away from home. We give thanks for the memories of good times that we've had in the past. And we remember those for whom this time is painful because of the past and because they have lost someone close to them. And we give you thanks for the gift of Jesus and the joy of belonging to him. And we remember those who've never heard or understood the message of God's love shown to us in Christ. Lord, hear these our prayers, because we ask them all in the name of the child in the manger. And if we, through how we are and what we do in this world, can be a part of your answer to those prayers, Lord, so let it be. Amen. We have our final hymn now. It's Come and Join the Celebration. And just to say that if you're able to stay for a, a tea or a coffee and uh, maybe even a mince pie, I think after the service or some shortbread, you're more than welcome to stay if you want to do so before heading home. But this is our last uh, hymn this morning. Come and join the celebration. go in the peace and in the presence of the child of Bethlehem and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore.